Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. This is Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is Monday, June 8th, 2020. I hope that uh, all is well with you and uh, appreciate you listening in uh, despite uh, uh, everything that's going on in the world today. And uh, and again, just uh, uh, blessings and prayers out to you and and uh, hope that you enjoy uh, this week's episode. So this week we're talking about a, um, well, at least what I find to be a very interesting subject. And looking at this idea of platforms as the distributor of choice. And so what do we mean by that? Well, in this sort of day and age, right, we are living in a time where uh, controlling content and distribution is uh, essential to success and having your message heard. And we see this across so many different areas of life and business. We can see it in social media where people want to use platforms to send a message and uh, communicate with people. Uh, We see it in businesses, uh, particularly in the entertainment side, when you're looking at studios looking to distribute their uh, films and television uh, shows, and specifically looking at um, how that might play out and how that has played out uh, with regard to streaming platforms and uh, licensing certain content. And of course, we're seeing it more and more so on the sports side. Uh, The greatest example would be the Dodgers and their deal for uh, $8 billion in 25 years uh, with Spectrum, which allowed for a uh, very specific Dodgers channel um, through through the Spectrum platform there. And... um, Again, it's something that's been happening for a while, but I think it's becoming more streamlined. And I think folks are realizing that to be able to control a communication platform um, is is you know generally good for business. Whether that's good for the consumer is a completely uh, different story, uh, which we'll talk about. But ultimately, um, you know, whether you're talking about platforms or you're talking about social media, these are different avenues to. Uh, distribute and consume content and information. So, um, and again, these are all great ways to share information with family, friends, fans, and followers. Um, now, sort of in a funny way, you know, websites obviously came before social media and communication applications, right? And that's where people would, you know, generally put their information on their websites. People could find you there and search information through Google or Internet Explorer or whatever it was. And of course, now websites are still important for finding information, you know, that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, it's definitely apps are dominating. People are using their mobile phones to do a lot of different of these, a lot of different things, uh, particularly e-commerce and purchasing and communicating. So there's definitely some power in the sort of mobile-based uh, applications. Um, but you know, again, it's all about finding um, or even sort of smart TV-based applications, finding ways to consume info, uh, get information, and, um, you know, consume content. And then, again, sort of in a funny way, you know, before social media, you know, a lot of times people would, you know, write letters to each other. They would uh, write um, 
you know, uh, and sort of read newspapers. They would meet in person. They would uh, uh, make public speeches. And of course, a lot of this stuff still occurs today. However, platforms controlled by the speaker or the communicator are much more preferred. But why? Why, why is this occurring? And I think, um, you know, one important point here is I've previously written about this idea of getting rid of the middleman in terms of entertainment media and sports industries. And um, some of the examples that I gave in this article, the article was uh, titled Cutting Out the Middleman, uh, Everyone Gets Paid, was this idea of um, European tour caddies that had reached a sponsorship agreement directly, uh, and which was sort of this new thing where they weren't going through the actual golfers. Um, We've had this idea of uh, the International Olympic Committee athletes benefiting directly from a sponsorship deal with Airbnb. Again, normally these things were done through um, the individual uh, sort of um, talent or athletes. And of course, with the Tokyo Olympics being postponed till 2021, the summer of 2021, um, we'll see if this deal still holds true. Um, I'm sure it will, and hopefully it will, but... Um, that is uh, something that occurred. And again, sort of using platforms or bigger groups to get things accomplished. Um, and then of course, uh, this idea of streamers, which is what we're really talking about now and uh, platforms sort of being utilized to um, consume different types of content. And then, um, you know, again, we've sort of talked about and I've written about this topic of sort of industry innovations in entertainment media and sports. And we've talked about a company that had micros fantasy sports where you could um, split seasons into equal parts and have multiple seasons. We talked about um, this idea of Clip Isle, which was this ap uh, application that a fan could record something um, at a concert and then that um, stuff could be uploaded live and then uh, turned into eventually a broadcasted uh, recorded concert or even to be consumed live and just giving people at home or elsewhere through social media a uh, opportunity to view content while not necessarily being there. Again, this idea of using platforms to reach more people, uh, establish more content, that sort of thing, distribute more content rather. And then we've even talked about this idea of Kingmaker, uh, this sort of platform that allows athletes to put a first-person camera um, on their body or on their helmet or whatever it might be. Obviously, safety issues there and all that other um, important stuff. Uh, the point being here is sort of this idea of people being able to control their message, control their content, get information out there. So, uh, you know, where does that leave us? Well, uh, over in Europe, there's been a big push for over-the-top streaming platforms. Uh, as options for consumers. And of course, where we're at in time is, you know, we sort of have Hollywood in this space where uh, they're continuing to look for ways to get production up and running. They're looking for ways to be innovative. They're looking for ways to be compliant with whatever government regulations are with regard to COVID-19. And of course, with everything going on um, with sort of the peaceful protest and also the um, some of the riots and some of the violence that's been going on, you know, again, I think people are looking for different options to get information, to uh, obtain information, uh, and to consume content. 
And uh, so I think people are definitely looking and have been using platforms to get to that point. And, you know, there's something else to be said about waiting on someone or something to get business done or to get information to receive uh, a service or product or even to provide a service or product. And, um, and of course, uh, having a failure of your sort of message not reaching the consumers you want or the customers you want can be frustrating. So businesses and people uh, are in, in general, uh, are looking to find ways to um, use ideas and platforms to reach an audience more directly. And we're going to talk about the three reasons why that is. But before we do that, let's take a quick commercial break. Being Home with Hunker is a podcast where we visit with designers, artists, and creatives in the spaces that express and shape their identities, their homes. If you love design and decor, if you're curious about how people live, or if you've been transitioning or transforming your own home, you'll love these honest conversations. Join us weekly at Being Home with Hunker. Visit hunker.com forward slash podcast where you can find, subscribe, and listen to the show. All right, folks, we are back. We love our sponsors. We thank them for, uh, for being involved with the show and, uh, and hope that you uh, also take advantage uh, uh, of what the sponsors are offering. We've got some really good programs there and, uh, and hope that you enjoy that. So we're talking about while, why platforms uh, are, are the sort of distributor of choice. We've talked about the power of distribution and you know, content is king, but distribution is queen, as Jonathan Perelman would say. But, uh, you know, again, I think the power is in the platform. It's in the uh, ability to uh, have information in one place um, and the uh, ability to reach consumers and to have subscribers. But uh, where we were leading to before we took our break there was to look at the three reasons why platforms are dominating. Well, number one is long-term cost, right? You know, for sports teams and entertainment studios, the upfront cost of creating a platform is expensive. However, uh, the long-term cost uh, is is not. It, you're going to save money, uh, you know, in terms of building something upfront that you can distribute your content on. So, you know, uh, the technology cost alone, again, upfront is going to be millions of dollars. But long-term, uh, owning, investing, and controlling a platform makes more sense to con- uh, collect consumer data, collect customer data, getting to know your customer and knowing what they want, uh, and removing costly negotiations down the road um, with outside broadcasters and networks and the like. You know, for on, you know, on the social media side, communication is direct and free, but is also limited in terms of control uh, by the overarching tech company that owns the platform. Uh, business, however, do pay. Uh, fees for advertising and boosting posts uh, while having the opportunity, um, you know, to reach the consumer directly or reach the user directly. So again, I think long-term cost is better to build up front. It's better to build up a platform up front uh, in that sense. Uh, the second point is direct to consumer. You know, anytime you can speak directly to consumer, more the better. You can find out more information. You can provide what the consumer wants. And frankly, the consumer's happy. And anytime you can provide the consumer with more choice, consumer's going to be better off because there's going to be a price, uh, you know, price wars, so to speak. And you're going to have 
um, you know, businesses uh, looking for opportunities to reach different consumers and fighting for those consumers. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing for business. It's a good thing for innovation. It's a good thing for customers. And again, you know, speaking directly to the consumer, you get rid of the middleman uh, or the entity uh, that must be consulted to get something done. And of course, the problem with, um, or the issue, I guess I should say, with direct to consumer is making sure you have the requisite subscribers. You know, if you have a great platform, uh, it's only a great insofar as you have people subscribe to it, people following it. Um, you know, this has been the power of YouTube, the power of social media, the power of, let's say, an Amazon Prime uh, Fire Stick or a, um, you know, a different uh, uh, platforms in terms of uh, distributing content, uh, you know, your Netflixes, things like this. And so, again, subscribers are so important. This is why every time there's an economic report and you're looking at uh, let's say a Netflix or Amazon, number one thing economists always mention is what's your subscriber numbers and are they growing, you know, in the United States and then they're growing, are they growing internationally? So these things are important. And of course, subscribers are what pay for, um, you know, basically fees that go back to the content creators, go back to the platform, whatever it might be. But it also allows for advertisements because it puts eyeballs up there, right? And then that's where advertising uh, our, um, brands come in to advertise and, uh, and, and allow sort of uh, the payments there. And again, money going back to the business, money going back to uh, the content creators. Um, this is why so many studios utilize streaming platforms that are owned and controlled by other companies. And this is why so many people use social media to um, uh, give out a message or to seek a message. And then I think sort of the last piece here um, is about control. Now, having the ability to control cost uh, with access to consumers is really the ideal situation for businesses, right? But there is definitely a, a balance here, right? You don't want to be in a situation where you have control in the hands of too few. Um, you know, we do live in a republic in the sense that, you know, we have a representative government. Uh, but in terms of businesses and things like this, you know, having a say, having input, having a choice, uh, these things are important. Um, but, uh, you know, again, getting your message out and controlling the content can be very powerful and a beautiful thing as well. Uh, so, again, there is indeed a balance. Um, you know, on one hand, you can lose con some control for reaching um, more customers by giving up to, um, you know, selling out to a platform, so to speak. Uh, and I don't mean selling out in terms of uh, uh, just like in the traditional sense of just, you know, you're, you're, you're using something to, um, you're, you know, you're selling a, a product, right? And, you know, again, but you can also gain more control but lose access to customers, you know, to where maybe you control the entire platform. But if there's nobody listening, there's nobody following, you're going to be in a tough spot from a business perspective. So again, the system is not necessarily perfect, uh, but platforms have sort of provided this great advancing uh, way to consume information, to consume content. And the more that we sort of allow technology in there and allow innovative ideas from people to uh, allow for the better consumption of information and content, 
uh, I think uh, we're all going to be uh, for the better. So folks, uh, that was this week's show. I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of Believe in Sports Law. Uh, today is Monday, Jan- uh, June 8th, 2020. Appreciate you listening in. Um, you know, again, this, today's episode was about platforms as a distributor of choice. And we talked about the reasons for that, particularly long-term cost uh, is lower. Direct-to-consumer is a benefit. And we talked about the dilemma uh, of control from, on one hand, of having too much control and possibly losing your access to consumers, um, but then also uh, this idea of, um, you know, possibly maybe gaining control um, or losing control, sorry, to gain more customers if you want to use another platform. So thanks again, folks, for listening in, and I wish you all have a great week. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.